are you? What type of church member or church worker or what type of servant of God are you? What type of child of God are you? Now, there are two groups of people in the house of God. There are two groups of people in the kingdom of God. The faithful and the unfaithful. The committed and the uncommitted. The diligent and the negligent. There are two groups of people that follow God or that remain in the kingdom. Now, this is the language of the unfaithful people in church. There are no, in, in every organization, including the church, you have two groups of people the unfaithful and the uncommitted. They say that they come to a church, they join a church, and then they ask themselves, what can they get from the church? Is this church a powerful church that will help me? Is this church full of rich people? The other day I was talking to a friend and he said that he was in town some days ago and he met an old member that used to come to his church. And then he asked the woman, and the woman is a very rich woman. He asked the woman, a long time I've not seen you in church. He said, oh, your people like asking for money too much. So I stopped coming to your church. So there are some people, when they join a church, they look out for whether there are rich people in the church that they can ask money from. There are some people too, the unfaithful people, they join the church to see whether they can get connections. So if the church cannot benefit them physically, if the church cannot benefit them in their social life, then it is not a church that they must belong to. And sometimes they even join, they will be in the church, and that will be their agenda. So when we are raising seed, and some people walk and say, I'm giving 1,000, I'm giving 2,000, I'm giving 5,000, then they'll be marking them. Eh, okay, this is a good meat. So with time, they start sending. I've had a lot of people. I mean, when you send message to those people, I mean, they will tell me. They'll send a message that, oh, pastor, so, so, and so, said this and this and this. And sometimes the so-so and so, we have just helped the person. So I said, no, don't give the person. And tell the person that pastor said, you shouldn't give the person. So that you don't fight the battle. I am ready to fight the battle. So there are some people in church, they come and those are the uncommitted, and most of the time they are the uncommitted people. They come to siphon and when they are full, and when they get their leverage, and when they get their job, when, when they, 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 they get their whatever they are looking for, they exit the church. At the same time, they would have caused a lot of damage within the church. We come with the mind of what can I take from the church. They have a consumer mindset. So people should prepare for them, and then they will come and eat. That is not the kind of church worker or church member God wants us to be. Because a system that has more of consumers than producers will be in epic or poverty. That is why Africa is poor. And the reflection of what we see in Africa is the attitude of the people. Common toothpaste, we don't. Toothpick, we can't. Frying wine, wine, we can't. Even charcoal, we import from Burkina Faso. 
and sometimes from China. In fact, we import charcoal from China than any place. So if a system is full of those who are taking than more than those who are giving, the system cannot be strong. Are you following me? Now, this is the language of faithful people in the church. Faithful people in the church. How can God use me to be a blessing to this family? They ask themselves that question. How can I allow myself or avail myself for God to use me to be a blessing to this family? What can I add to what is being done? What can I contribute to what is being done? How, which, which area of service can I be of benefit to the house of God? Those are the languages of the faithful. So as a chorister, you need to ask yourself this question. And that is what will be driving your commitment level in the church. Not what, what can I take? How can I give to what is happening? At the end of the day, what will be my story within the story? The story of Ghana cannot be written without the mention of Jerry John Rollins. You may not like him. He might have made many errors. But in those errors is what has established a Ghana that has a fourth republic with over four presidents. In Africa, it's rare to see that. It's rare to have a republic with consecutive presidents without any shakeup. So whether you like him or not, you cannot write the history of Ghana without mentioning Jerry John Rawlings. You cannot write the history of Ghana without mentioning Kwame Nkrumah. In the story, your story must also be told. So why are you in the church? If you are a committed member, your contribution in the church will be felt more than your drawer. When you go to the bank, there are some customers they don't joke with. Because when they look at their money that keeps flowing into the account, they cannot afford to mess them up. So anytime they are going to do a new policy, sometimes they consult these stakeholders. When you join a church, you must vow to yourself to become a stakeholder of what God is doing, not just a redrawer. Can I hear a big amen? Now you must understand that life without service is useless. Life without pouring out your blood is a worthless life to live. The church that is not being served will die. You can write that one down. That one just dropped in my spirit. The church that is not being served will die. One of the most difficult seasons the church has entered to, into, including Karis Temple, is the post-COVID era. If any church will flourish after this season, it will be because their people made a new vow to themselves, made a new commitment because 
your agency has been blunted, your zeal has been blunted, your passion has been blunted, the most difficult season for every pastor is this season. Your giving spirit has been blunted. Your love has been, many things about you has changed. You have become more comfortable. You have become more selfish. You have become more self-conscious. You have, because you were exposed to a season that left you to do what you were supposed to do for yourself. So you realize that the agency, the you that you know before the, the COVID has changed. And you can know that. By the way, you even study your Bible. By the way, you even pray. By the way, you even attend church service. By the way, you even render God's service to him. So if you don't come to your consciousness to rise up and, and, and put yourself into remembrance that I am a child of God. I am a worker of God. I am a minister of God. I am a servant of God. You will forget your responsibilities. God didn't leave the church without sufficient supply. The church is not deficient in any way. There is no church that should lack choristers. There is no church that should lack ushers. There is no church that should lack protocol. There is no church that should lack intercessors. God never left the church deficient, but made enough supply available in his people. The reason why a church will be short of service is because their people or her people have become selfish to themselves. Are you following me? When you, you want to achieve a lot for yourself without the influence of God, you will miss out on real destiny. There are many people you call success, successful, but they don't feel that they are fulfilled. The only way we can be happy, happiness is not in how much money you have. Money can make you happy, yes? But I can tell you, you can have money and not be happy. There is something that makes a man happy. When you do what God expects of you to do, you become a happy person. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. There is no shortage in the kingdom of God. There is no shortage in the church. There is enough supply for God's church. There is enough supply. But pastor, where are the supply? The supply is in you. The supply is in us. If we avail ourselves, we will realize that the church lacks nothing. If we put ourselves that we are holding on to the work of God, the church will lack nothing. There are so many potential in us that God put for the church and for mankind. But the only problem is that we have become too conscious of what we want to become. And look at me, church. If we, the church continues to go like this, not necessarily here, but if the church of God continues to be self-centered, 
self-centered, a day will come. Our children, our grand-grandchildren will be torn between two religions. Because we have been negligent. We have ignored our kingdom responsibility. Have you seen the father become irresponsible and seeing their children loving them? When the church becomes irresponsible, her children will not love them. The same way, when you become irresponsible, the community will not know the love of God. The only way this church will be established in this community and permeate into families, apart from prayer, is the power of our service. It is unfaithful for us to be part of a church and not render service to the church. Even as citizens of Ghana, you have to pay tax. Are you with me? So when you are serving God, you are not doing God a favor. You are doing yourself a favor. Because the more the citizens pay their tax and they have responsible, responsible leadership, the nation will be transformed. For leadership, we are sure. In the church, in the kingdom, we are sure. If the kind of money's government receives is given to church, the world will not be as it is. I'm telling you. So the, 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 the core of a believer is for the believer to render an unqualified service to the kingdom of God, no matter what you become in life. Nobody is stopping your personal ambition. Become what you want to become. Go to what school you want to become. And you must go to school. You must develop your brains. Because a man is made up of, it's a triappetite being. You are first a spirit, you have a soul, you have a body. And your soul is made up of your will, your intellect, and then your emotions. You have to develop your intellect. But at the same time, what gives you life, your source, your Abba, Abba means my source. What gives you life? How, how to connect to your source? You need to know that you are a kingdom personality. Say, I'm a kingdom personality. Say, I'm a kingdom personality. Faithful people say that I've come to this church to give an unqualified service to the Lord. What you can do, your brother cannot do. And what your brother can do, you cannot do. But what your brother will do and what you will do and your sister will do and another sister will do will bring all together and bring glory to God. Jesus, the Bible said that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. So if the glory of the former house has, is diminishing, it means that something is not right. The things of God must not be handled with laziness. The things of God must not be handled with um, lousiness. If you run your own business, I don't think that you want your workers to be late, to be lousy. No. There is no productive business that has lazy. People who are not time conscious. People who are not ready to sacrifice. No business. Coca-Cola is not Coca-Cola because of lazy people. Are you following me? So our attitude, not just being in uniform, 
Not just being called an intercessor or a chorister. No, it's not enough. Now, when I was driving and coming to church, I was thinking about the word man of God. Man of God. What does it mean? In our time, we think it's a title. It's not a title. It's a true representation of a man. He's a man of God. <laughs> the God kind of man. That is the meaning of man of God. But now we use it for joke. Man of God, man of God, man of God. The man of God. I'm a man. The man of God. No, but <laughs> a man or a woman of God is a woman that carries the attributes of God. Are you following me? All sons and daughters of God must be servants of God. We must be servants of God to represent our true nature as sons of God. Until you are called a son. Look, Daniel was not, we, we, we don't know Daniel because he was a prophet. Prophet Daniel, no. If I ask you, what do you know about Daniel in the Bible? Daniel and the lions then. Yes or no? Yes. So, Daniel chapter 6, verse, let's say 20. You don't need to be a man of God, a man of God, to walk in authority. Now, the king said, and when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God. Have you seen that? Did you see that? Daniel, servant of the living God. Your priority as a Christian is that my life must pour out service to God and to humankind. Our lives must pour out service. Serving God must be our joy. What do you have in you that you are keeping? Or you are like the unfaithful church member or church worker who joins a church to take from the church and drink from the church, siphon the church, and then they disappear. Are you with me? There is a level of commitment that consumes you and that is done by the grace of God. Our desire for his grace, our desire for our lives to be a blessing will cause the grace of God to flourish in our lives so much so that the commitment we have to God, to the things we say we want to do for God, you see that the grace will be so much that you don't feel any burden. You don't feel any stress. All you feel is the joy of serving. You, you can be here thinking that, oh, if you serve pastor for a long time, no, he will give you something. I don't have anything to give you, in fact. <laughs> Me now, I'm looking for plenty. So you see... People follow a pastor, follow a pastor, carrying the pastor's Bible, doing this, watching for the pastor. In some few years, you see the same person on radio destroying the pastor. Because in serving the pastor, he was expecting to get money, a house, a car. I mean, 
You go to the pastor, pastor, I'm sick. I need money to pay hospital bills. The pastor says, we don't have. And the, the pastor says, how can I, what type of church is this? I needed this. Oh. <laughs> how many times haven't you gone to your biological parents and you have asked for something and they didn't give you and yet you still call them your father and your mother? The hypocrisy in the kingdom is too real. Are you with me? When you meet people who are bitter about church and you hear what they say, you can see hypocrisy in their language. I am a servant of God, not because of bread and butter. I'm a servant of God because of who I know I am and of whom I serve. You must never come to a point where you put God on the chacha board. God, you do this, I do this for you. God won't mind you because you are not going to determine who he is. Are you here? I know COVID has brought a lot of stress. But if you follow every day, stress, 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 before you realize you are down in the mud. Because the Bible says when men say there's a casting down, you as a kingdom person, you will say to yourself, there's a lifting up. That is the language we speak. That is the language we speak. That is the language we believe. And that is the language we have been taught. Don't behave like an unbeliever. Behave as a servant of God. Give the Lord a good clap of it. If you are not a servant of God, certain scriptures will not work for you. Certain scriptures will never work for you if you are not a child of God. Or if you are not a servant, not just a child of God, servant of God. It's a different thing to be a child of God and a different thing to, be, to call a child of God a servant of God. Yeah. There are many children of God who are not servants of God. Certain scriptures hardly work for them. I'll show you one or two. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon. Read it together with me. One, two, go. No, pause. Speak it with authority. One, two, go. Form against you shall prosper. And give me the old King James, please. Let's go. One, two, go. Shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Give me the GNT version. Have you seen that? This is the heritage of the servants of God. He said, but no weapon will be able to hurt you. Not COVID, not poverty, not curses, not enchantment, not divination. Not misfortune. So you can go through misfortune. You can go through disappointment, but it will not harm you. You just went through it like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They went through the fire and nothing happened to them. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper or shall hurt you. You will have an answer for all who accuse you. I will defend my servants. You see that? I will defend God's children are his servants. So if God is calling you a servant, what 
does the servant do? He, he, he serves. He serves. And you know, not every service is acceptable. For this is your reasonable service. So there is a reasonable service. There is an acceptable service. So intercessor, barrister, protocol, usher, medium, instrumentalist. The service we render, is it acceptable? Are we occupying spaces that we are not functioning? Hello? He said, I will defend my servants and give them victory. The Lord has spoken. So there is a level of servanthood that provokes God's defense. We want to use prayer for everything. But God has also defined his terms and his ways in the scriptures. You can, you can be in church and achieve nothing for God. 20 years, 30 years, you have achieved nothing for God. I can promise you. If you don't open up your heart and serve God. Exodus chapter 3 verse 12. He said, God answered, I will be with you. And when you bring the people out of Egypt, you will worship me on this mountain. Another version is, you will serve me. Give me the old King James. You will serve me. So service is equal to worship. Worship is not that time that we come and sing the slow motion songs. That is not worship. That is, that, you know, we call it worship, but it is adoration. That is the real word. You are adoring. Another word for worship is, adore, is adoration. You have something. Stop singing that song. <laughs> so you sang it for a long time, so you have become conscious of the fact that you don't have anything. Manovava, you have something. <laughs> you have something. And more, um, um, God asked Moses, what is in your hands? A rod. The widow had little oil, but still she had something. You know, when you are in service to God, the oil works for you better. I have to wrap up. When you are in service to God, the anointing functions for you better. The anointing is not for, you see, prophetics is not for entertainment. Major one, major two, hey, go deep, go deep, deep, go deep, go deep, international prophet, national prophet. Hey, this, no, it's not, prophecy is for um, edification, it's for exhortation, and it's for comfort. To comfort people who have gone through many tedious moments in a season. That's why we are doing prophetic way. So that God will let you know that though you are going through the storms, he still has a plan for you. He still has an agenda for you. Stick to his word. His word will reveal his glory on your life. 
So if you are in service to God, the anointing works for you better. Better. So the people were cutting a stick and the head of the axe fell in the water. They were serving. When it fell in the water, you know, the prophetic wave entered into the water and caused the head of the axe to float. And they went back to work. Servants of God enjoy the manifestation of the anointing. That is why you see a prophet is prophesying, doing ministry, and you are like, ah, but we all have, we all have the Holy Ghost, yes. But they have chosen to consecrate themselves to do what God has called them to do. That is why you see others. I mean, Daniel, we need more of Daniels. I'm not talking about Christians in the marketplace, no. I'm not talking about that. There are a lot of Christians in the marketplace who are useless to the church. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. They are useless. I mean, their usefulness, we don't know. They are just there. I'm talking about the Daniels who were known as kingdom men. They are there for the kingdom interest. The king says that, don't pray. Don't pray. Nobody should pray to the God of... Then you open the window and he's praying. That is what we are talking about. You are a kingdom person. Don't let COVID and its impact change you. You must rather deepen your conviction that I am a servant of God. I am a minister of God. I am a kingdom person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To serve means to give to someone. To serve means to work for someone. To serve means to provide goods and, 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 and services. To serve means to meet a requirement. To serve means to assist in a tax. Who is assisting the pastor in the church? Who is doing what he must be doing? Who is doing what must be done? You must be doing what God has called you to be doing. So if God called you to sing and you are not singing well, eh, you are missing out on something. There is something God has put in you that you must render to his church. And that is what should be your heart desire. And be committed to it. Offense is one of the enemies of service, especially in the church. If you easily get offended with what people say, with what people do to you, you can never serve in the church. Your reward is not with man. Your reward is with God. And God will use men to be a blessing to you. When you say, I'm yet to see a servant of God who served God for a long time and regretted serving God. No. Your life will come out well. I say your life will come out well. I say your life it will come out well. In the name of Jesus. When you withhold your services from the church, you are actually punishing the church and the pastor. Do you know why? It's like, you know, sometimes those of you with very, very good cars, when your car falls on the road, 
I say good cars. And the cars falls on the road. Sometimes pushing it, you need about four men. But you realize that only two people. You see that they have to exert so much energy. And sometimes the car will not move. You need to understand that the more you withhold the service of God, the gift that God has given to you. I know you are looking for money. I know all of us here, there's no single person who doesn't want money. Say, me say, me teacher, one million dollars is here. Who doesn't like? So the enemy can make you feel like everything about life is about money. But it's not true. That is how the world sees it. If the church begins to see it like that, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Money is, is, is good, though. It's good to have money. But it's not the ultimate. So if money is your ultimate, you get it, and then you begin to love money. Money is good. But you must not love it. It must be a servant to you. But until you become a servant to God, money will never be a servant to you, but will be your master. Do you know why? In the Bible, they put money and God at the same level. I was surprised when the Bible said you cannot serve God and mammon. I was expecting that the Bible would say that you cannot serve God and the devil. No. He said you cannot serve God and money. It puts them at the same level. So until you become a servant to God, your money cannot serve you. But you will see your money as your master. So you behave according to the money that you have. Your attitude. The way you see, you know, some people have money and when they see poor people, they think that they are unfortunate. But you have been privileged to handle money. But if you don't have that sense that I am a servant, everything about me is serving God. And that is it. Whether you are a lawyer, you are an architect, you are a banker, you are a doctor, whoever you are, as a child of God, everywhere you are, you must be a servant of God. You must serve people in church, in your family. Your family members should know that we are in a Yes. That is what we don't preach in church now. We are too selfish. When we become rich, we don't mind anybody in our families again. Your relative be and her seven children. Yes, you made the mistake by not doing family planning. But Jack, you can help. <laughs> hey, family people, when they come to your house, they come and spoil your house. They are witches and wizards. If they are witches, then you are witch. Because you have the same blood uh, passing through you. Are you with me? You see, some families are rich not because they were all rich. It's because one person became rich and remembered the family. That is a servant to the family. But you become rich and you alone, me, myself, and my husband and three children. How many will you chop? How many cars will you drive? Wouldn't it be better that your children will have educated cousins? Won't it be better that your children, when they grow and you are not around, their cousins also will be in places of high power? Should your children's cousins be palm tapers? Today, your cousins are palm tapers, but their children must not end like That is the only, the only point you can see it like this, is when you see yourself as a servant of God and a servant to humanity. Give the Lord a clap of it.
I want to end by saying, I want to quote Albert Einstein. How many of you know Albert Einstein? Yeah. If you don't know, I'll be shocked. Pa, 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 pa. I quote him, so I read direct. He said, only a life lived in the service to others is worth living. Yes. Only the life lived in service to others is worth living. What is your signature in this church? Who have you served? How have you served? Where in the kingdom have you served? Who is talking about you for the good name that you have? For a good name is better than riches. It means you can have riches and don't have a good name. Your riches can fly away, but your good name will remain. Are you following me? So the life you are living, and in fact, the secret to becoming a billionaire is for you to think as a servant. Because service rendered is service paid for. Hi. Yeah. Service rendered is service paid for. The reason some are poor is because they are not rendering any service. If you are not rendering, it's a, who should pay you? Jude. If I'm a carpenter in the area and I've not come to face your chair, will you pay me? No. It is when you render service that you are paid. One of the secrets to killing poverty permanently in your life is to become a servant to God and a servant to mankind. What are you serving? Who are you serving? And how are you serving? If you're a church worker, you feel like you are being burdened, you don't qualify for God's blessings. If you're an employee and you feel like you are being burdened, you see, you, that's why I said that it's not about Christians in corporate bodies. I'm not talking about that. There are so many of them there who are useless, worthless to the kingdom of God. They speak nothing about the kingdom. They do nothing about the kingdom. They even insult the servants of God. Are you with me? So I'm not talking about you getting a job in EcoBank. It doesn't change anything. It is when you have the job in EcoBank and you think as a kingdom person, you give God what is due him, you give to the church what is due him, you give to your family what is due them, you are doing something with what God has blessed you with positively, then we can clap for you. But until then, being a Christian in the marketplace, Christians in the marketplace, Christian in the marketplace, doing nothing. They get there, they forget about their kingdom status. But that will not be your story. Yeah, that will not be. You must see every opportunity, God, every blessing is an opportunity to be a blessing. Every blessing is an opportunity. God could have caused anybody to be, Lucy, somebody else could have sat here. And you would have been somewhere with three children, with somebody in the kiosk. Are you understanding me? The people in the kiosk with all the, it's not because they were evil. Opportunity and time. I could have been somewhere. Because where I grew from, no, I was going to public toilet. We fight, we are in queue. Kanesi, station. 
You fight. So when you go challenge, you can imagine that you are feeling anointed and somebody is fighting you. So you fall. One day, some small boy beat me. The fight said, just chuck me and put me down. And most of those people, I now meet them, and sorry to say, by the grace of God, the difference is big. And every day when I see them, I say, I could have been like these people. So if God gives you the privilege that today you are where you are, you are where you are, it's a great privilege. And see it as an opportunity to even be a blessing to others. When you are giving to a beggar, don't think that you are more powerful than the person. It could have been different. That's what I always say. It could have been different. It could have been different. The other day, it was your mama was a president. Today, it's Nanado. It can change. Or it may be the same. Today, if you're on top, don't look down on those who are down. But anytime you bend your head, it's because you are going to express mercy and grant them service to lift them up. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. I want you to close your eyes and begin to pray for yourself. As we bring part one of this teaching in revival service to an end, I want you to pray for yourself. That the best way to find yourself in the kingdom and in the church is to serve God and his people. You want to pray that God help me to find my place. Help me to be diligent. And those of you who have found your place, pray that every rustiness that has invaded your life, because of COVID break, you want to pray that Lord polish me up again. In the name of Jesus. Legala hadaba hadoza. Madusa fala brandicata. Mendele kezele me korabaduas. You want to pray that God give me the heart of a servant. He said, though he was God, yet he made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no and took upon himself the form of a servant. I know you are the son of God. I know you are above and not beneath. I know you are more anointed. I know you are anointed. I know you are blessed. I know God has put you in charge. I know you have dominion. But Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant. He want to pray that Lord with great humility. Let me avail myself to serve you all the days of my life, even to my inconvenience. In the name of Jesus, pray. Pray. Hey, Anemaradada Marusadaba, Lede Surya Kanana Andas, Kabana Dado Sataya, Lebeni Adani Kudayas, in the name of Jesus. There's a scripture I want us to look at, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5 to 6. A wise man once said that we rise by lifting others. We rise. By lifting others. We rise by lifting others. Now the Bible said, and this they did. Oh, you you you'll not get it from here. Start from verse 1. I'll read it very fast. We are going to verses from 1 to 6. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. 
how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. So notice, this is a picture of COVID-19. The people have entered into a pandemic, a trial, a difficult moment. So look at the scripture, meditate on it as I read. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their... Now, again, look at the paradoxical and just opposing situations the Bible presented us with. He said, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. These are people on purpose. Don't come to church with more broad faith because you are getting tired. We are all tired. <laughs> are you with me? But Paul in the boat, he rose up and encouraged the people. Don't come. We are already broken. Don't come with a broken face. <laughs> and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Hey! Deep poverty. And yet, they give liberally the riches of their liberality. Verse 3. For to their power, I bear record. May that be your testimony. Yeah. I bear record. And beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Nobody forced them. Nobody cajoled them. Nobody sent them text message. Nobody sent them reminders. Even now when they are sending you reminders, like, oh, I saw you said by force. I said, praying us with much entity. They were begging us. Eh? The poor people. The poor people. Deep poverty had engulfed them, but they were begging that, that we would receive the gift. They said, oh, pastor, you finished preaching and you didn't raise it. We beg, raise it. <laughs> we will give. Even in their poverty, deep, the Bible says deep poverty. But then you poor, poverty. <laughs> and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. Verse 5. And this they did. Not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. First level of giving. You must give yourself to Jesus. If you don't, every other thing you have done is unrecognized. I tell you. So the first level of your giving. Don't give your tithe if you have not given yourself to Jesus. Because the tithe is actually the first fruit and the representation of Christ. Maybe January I will take my time and preach on the grace of giving. I will take my time. I will use the Dr. Bell's book and other materials and bless you. Yeah. And unto us by the will of God. So they gave themselves to God or Christ and then they gave themselves with the apostles. So we have come. Pastor, you can use us as ushers. You can use us as car park attendants. You can use us as intercessors. I think there should be a department called givers. Yeah. I'll be opening a new department called givers, but they will be unknown. That when I need something, I put it on their platform. I need 20,000 for this. And because they are giving, it's a gift. Giving is a grace. 
Some people don't have. I pray that all of you and God will impart that gift into you. Yeah. It's a, it's a grace. It's one of the gifts in the Bible. The gift of giving. They, they, they can easily give. So they will give to their own student association, give to funerals, they will pay the highest. I mean, it's a grace. We will open that department in the church. I pray that I'll find your name there. Not as a dead person, but as an active person. Because there are, there are some people, when they hear something, they will lift their hands, we are back, we are back. When you put the thing for them, they will read it and then they will go to another page. <laughs> the sixth one, then we close. He said, in so much that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you. The same grace also. So that means that Pastor Titus was turning out, turning the church into a church of givers. Yeah. The grace of giving. Titus was teaching them. And giving is not only about money. So they gave themselves to the apostles. They gave themselves. I pray for you that after today, you will call yourself a servant of God. That after today, God will recognize you as somebody who is a supplier and not a taker. Not just a taker, but a supplier. May God make your identity as a blesser become so real to you, your family, this church, and the world at large. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I want to thank you for coming.